0: Welcome to episode four of the Recording Story Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Newcomb, and in this episode, I sat down with Gavin Sutton, also known as Tennyson Wolf. Uh, Gavin is a singer, songwriter, guitar player from Toronto, Canada. And uh, I have been so lucky to work with Gavin for many years now. And uh, it's been amazing to see uh, Gavin evolve as an artist over the many years that we work together. And the song that we're talking about today is called Lonely Walks. And um, you're gonna get a lot out of this episode Gav is a guy who's not he's not afraid to push the envelope with his music he's not afraid to change things up and um, depart from uh, his normal ways of of doing things he is very much always looking to uh, innovate and just push the boundaries of, of what he can do with his songs and I just love that about him so without further ado here is my conversation with Gavin Sutton. All right. I'm here with Gavin Sutton. How's it going,
1: Gav? Good, man. How are you?
0: Good, good. Gav, also known as Tennyson Wolf. Tennyson Wolf. Tennyson Wolf Online as his uh, artist name. The moniker. Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Gav drove, uh, I live like two hours outside of Toronto and, uh, Gav lives in Toronto and he drove all the way out to my studio to do this in person with me. So appreciate it, man.
1: Man, as soon as I heard you had a podcast, I, I think I messaged you right away. You did. <laughs> yeah, you did. I want it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, man, I got to come
0: on. So yeah, thanks, man. I, they're definitely one of the first people I wanted to talk oh, to. thank you. Thank you. And, Cause the song that we did that we're all talking about today, Lonely Walks, mm-hmm. um, did very well <laughs> in, out in the, yeah. out in the world of, of music and, and streaming. It's doing
1: okay. Yeah, it's doing all right. Still surprisingly doing okay. It has its spikes, doesn't <laughs> it? Like it, it's, Yeah, every, I see it because uh, the way Spotify, I guess, works is every Monday, I guess people get new playlists or new Discover Weekly. And so Monday, there's a giant spike in plays and then it will go down. And then I'm like, I always think that it's just, oh, this is it. It's going to be over. Okay. People are going to stop listening to the song. And then the next week, it's like, Boom! It's up again. It jumps it's, it's up, crazy.
0: That's so cool. And then, like, uh, in certain parts of the world too, right? It'll kind of pick
1: up and. Yeah, we were we were looking at it before we started this, and uh, I don't know, all over the world: Germany, Austria, Australia, Brazil, yeah, Japan. Really, weirdly, picked it up. It was I was on a Japan playlist, uh, early morning Tokyo, <laughs> for like a good three or four months. That's and awesome. I was like, this is crazy.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about how like, um, that it it got picked up on some really cool playlists in the beginning and kind of shot up. So, uh, but, uh, before we get into that, um, tell us about your story and how you got started
1: in music and where you're, where (laughs) you're coming from. Oh man, it's a long story. Um, basically I, I, my family's not a musical family. No one in my family really did any music. I always grew up, like we had a piano in the house that no one ever touched, um, I have older siblings, 10 and 15 years older. Uh and they were always like into music but they never created music or anything. Right. So I grew up um in a time of you know pop music. It was like the Backstreet Boys and NSync and uh those were the big bands. I listened to like a lot of Prozac. Um, that was one of my first albums I ever owned. Nice. Um yeah, that song uh was it Sucks to Be You or Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sucks <laughs> to Be You. Yes. Uh, great tune. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then when I reached, I think I was like 12 years old, I got, um, my siblings bought me my first, what I can tell people my first albums. I don't usually tell people Prozac was my, (laughs) my first or Backstreet Boys. Uh, but Our Lady Peace, um, Happiness Is Not A Fish and Clumsy and then Beautiful Midnight by Matthew Goodband. Uh, so great albums. And so they, they always kind of brought me up on like Green Day and those guys, uh, My brothers and sister are really into like Pearl Jam and Tragically Hip. And so then that started being incorporated into my life. And at that time, punk rock started becoming more popular. Like, yeah, Green Day, No Effects, those guys. And around that same time, my uncle had given me an acoustic guitar. Uh, So I started playing. And coincidentally, my friend Nick, who I've been in bands with forever, he had... He'd gone to China and he came back with a bass guitar. <laughs> and so we're like, hey, we should just start a band. Yeah. And so my other friend Chris got a drum set and I eventually got a, a, a Strat. And then we just kind of, you know, we're a basement band for, for a long time. Took Nick going to China to... <laughs> <laughs> <Just> for that to <laughs> happen. Yeah, yeah such a weird thing to to do that. Um, and then from there, we evolved. And in high school, it was like a big emo scene, post-hardcore uh, and me and Nick started a band, which it was the first time, like we started playing shows. We played shows before, but it wasn't anything crazy. So these were like real shows with real people, and we were, like fourteen, playing with like people who are, you know, in their late teens or early twenties, even in the thirties. Um, and I remember we we got signed, and I'm doing quotations for those you yeah. can't see uh, to this like college label. Um, but they're like, yeah, you guys are great. You, I think you got really something going on. Let's sign you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous looking back at it now. And you would have thought you were on top of the world. Oh at my that God. Time. We're yeah. like, we're 14 and we're signed to a label. Yeah, this is easy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> music is so easy. Uh, and then that band broke up and we started another one in Lights, which was did really, really well, um, at band. least in the local scene. Uh, and then we broke up and then... I was in a band called The Heights. That, that was the first time I started singing, um, at least full-time for a band. Uh, and we were together for like three or four years. And then I had stopped. Uh, the Heights broke up and I'm like, okay, I think I'm just done. I, I think I probably talked to you about this, but yes, yeah. I thought like, I guess music is just over. I was like 23. I'm like, I guess I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: so old, I'm 23. Yeah. So
1: old. Um, And I was like, I got to start concentrating on like the future. So I went to school in England uh, and got my master's degree. But while I was there, I had bought a guitar because I was like, I can't just not play guitar. I'll just pick up a guitar and just play. Yeah. ended up writing like 30 songs while I was there. Uh, Like not really intentionally. And then uh, when I came home, I was like, you know what? I got it. Some of these are just too good to not record. I won't start a band, but I'll just, you know, do that. Yeah. So I came to you. And that's how kind of Tennyson Wolf was born. Um, Tennyson being the street that my brother lived on when uh, he lived in England. And I, I, we lived there at the same time. So I would go visit him on Tennyson. And Wolf was the, I lived in Wolf College. Ah. So that's how the, the name popped out. Cause I'm like, oh, all these songs are from England. So I'll just name them after the places I wrote them in.
0: All right. I did not know that. So I, I, that's funny. I never even asked you about that. I just thought it was a
1: cool name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, uh, Wolf is actually supposed to be two O's. It's named after Virginia Wolf, the author. So I went to school for creative writing, uh, and weirdly enough, all the colleges that the postgrads lived in were named after authors. So I happened to live in Wolf College. Uh, but when I was being like, I'm going to be Tennyson Wolf, I think that's a pretty good name. I actually just wanted to be Tennyson, but there's another band out there called Tennyson. Oh,
0: it's spelled the same way with the...
1: Yes, it's spelled the exact same. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, I'll be Tennyson Wolf, but no one will... Tennis and Wolf is already hard enough. No one's going to remember the second O. Mm, right. And plus, if you just look up Tennis and Wolf, the way I spell it with the one O, it's good like Google SEO. Right. <laughs> no, one, it doesn't come up anything else except for me. So I'm like, that's cool. So that's, uh, that was my whole musical journey in a nutshell.
0: No, That's um, that when I, I was
1: lucky enough to work with you when you were in the Heights and. Yeah, that's a, that's a f- cool story. How I started to come here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, we were in so In Lights was a pop punk band so we had written this song called uh, we named it Ace and Jocelyn which is named after a a comedy skit from this duo Jake and Amir who were on College Humor and now have their own podcasting network and all that stuff yeah uh, and we we had sent it to them via like Twitter or something we just mentioned them and we're like hey guys we wrote the song and named it after one of your things and then they actually listened to it and they loved it and that was cool just in, in its own right and, uh, and then like I guess a year or two later when we were in the Heights, Jake messaged me and was like, hey man, we were writing this DVD. We got this thing coming out. It's like a full length thing. Can you write a song for like the ending credits? I'm like, oh my God, hell yeah. And I wrote that song in like 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like so excited and so pumped up. I was like, this is the coolest thing to ever happen. And then I contacted the, uh, the guy we always went to for Inlights, uh, this guy, Adam Fair. And he was like, "Hey, man, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm busy, but like, you should go check out Newcomb," <laughs> and and I'd known you through the years, but not like actually known you, right? And your brother had drummed on my previous album for the Heights, that's the first right. Heights album, yes. Um, and so I came here, and then that that was like eight years ago now. That was eight.
0: That was eight years ago. That <laughs> so was seven, seven or eight years ago now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I knew it, we'd worked together for a long time and I, didn't, I forgot it was that long. It's time. crazy. It's yeah. been a long time. And a lot of songs, when you think about all the Hyde stuff and then yeah. there was like two EPs, I think. there was. We did two EPs with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then all the stuff you've done is Tennis and Wolf, it's solo.
1: is Which is, a, it's, it's going on for like three or four years now. Yeah. It's wow. been a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of music, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Amazing. And I'm also recalling that... Uh, this song, Lonely Walks. So yes. um, uh, Gavin has done, um, like, The Heights was like a, a kind of a like pop country type
1: band. Like it was... Yeah. Um, yeah. For a bit of an iteration of pop country. And then the next one was like more like, I don't know, Cynthia indie, but not really. Still kind of pop punky, but we want, didn't want to be. <laughs> yes, right. We're trying to get yeah. away from it, but then, yeah. But still was in it.
0: Yes. And then, uh, but then you hit a point, I remember it was, going back probably around when you did lonely walks, mm-hmm. this song um, that you were kind of tired of like trying to sound like what you thought you should sound like, or mm-hmm. trying to fit some sort of like idea of what you thought you should be or whatever. And just trying to, and then you just like, man, I just, I just want to make songs that I just like, you know, I just want to, even if they don't fit together, like if, if this song doesn't really sound like another song I'm going to do, um, I just don't
1: really care. I just want to, make music I like here, so. Yeah. yeah, for a while I was going, like the mindset was, I, I always make songs that I like, mm-hmm. but I've also, there's always a part of me that's like, you should do this because people will like it more. Right, yes, uh, that's the better way to say it. Yeah. 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 And so with Tennyson, because it's just me, I started being like, why why bother? Like it's not, I don't plan for this to really blow up. I wasn't playing shows. I'm still not playing shows. Uh, which we can get into later. <laughs> um, but uh, especially Lonely Walks, so I was like, yeah, I'm listening to like a lot of folky stuff and this is what I'm feeling right now. So why don't I just do it? Like, why not?
0: Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. We did a couple like folk uh, styled tracks uh, there, didn't we?
1: Yeah. Even the first, the first EP I released as Tennyson, there was two songs that were kind of like upbeat rock songs, but then the third was uh, House by the Sea, which was kind of folky in its own right um, and laid back. And then I, re- I just, I, never, I don't know, when we recorded that album, that one was just like, oh man, I really liked the vibe of this. I was really, really proud of that tune. Um, and so I guess I, in that kind of mindset set me towards like, maybe I should start just doing whatever I want to do and not worry about the boundaries of a, a genre.
0: It's very freeing. I, I can totally remember when kind of had that realization that um, I feel like the the uh, vibe of our sessions changed. It was like not that they were ever stressful, but it was it was more relaxed, and it was like, all right, we're just we're just gonna go ahead and not think about these things too much, and think about if this if this fits any kind of idea of of you know preconceived notions or anything like that. It was just. Whatever. If, exactly. If, yeah. If it's feeling good, then then let's just keep going. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want people to get that point. It's just... Because it's happened with a couple people I've worked with that for years were making, again, music they thought they should make and based yes. off of what they had done in the past. And they, and they felt like they should keep going with that because they thought it was expected of them. Mm-hmm. And then they finally stopped. They're like, no, I don't even... I, I'm not even really you know this isn't really me anymore and i i'm like this style now so and mm. I like, all right and they would they would move towards the style that they were feeling more and it was coming more from like just a more genuine place and that music when it was done came was put out you know to the public and was way better received it yeah. kind of connected more with people so yeah
1: it's weird it's like a it's a like double-edged sword kind of thing to it where Yes, I, 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 now I kind of make more music that I'm like, okay, I just want to do whatever I want. Yeah. So I make Lonely Walks, which blew up, and it's like this folk tune. And then from then on, I would be making like these weird indie tunes, uh, which don't sound anything like Lonely Walks. And so I'm, it's a great thing to be an artist and be able to do that, mm-hmm. but it also sucks because people will listen to Lonely Walks and want more of that, And so they'll go to like your profile and listen to the next song and be like, this sounds nothing like I thought you were going to sound like. Right. So I don't know if it translates well. So it is like, it's very freeing to be that artist. But yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know, like an example of a band, like uh, a big band, like say Green Day, for example, like they did Dookie. It was a massive record. We all loved it. And then they do the next record, Insomniac, and it just wasn't Dookie. And we're all like, well, yeah. Well, they get to,
1: what was the warning?
0: Warning, yeah. Warning, Warning was, probably was like a, their very soft record. Yeah, it was had more kind of acoustic mm-hmm. bass stuff. and yeah. yeah. And we all kind of went, what?
1: Like, where's Dookie? But then they, but they made Dookie. They, You know, that's, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, like it's, it's
1: out there. But yeah, it, it's an old school mentality almost having to sound, everything has to be cohesive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh That's like the album type thing. But I, I don't know, even in the Heights, I feel like we didn't subscribe to that too much. Mm. Um it's never been, because I, everyone's taste is so eclectic. No one just listens to rap music. No one just listens to rock music. No one just listens to pop music. Yeah. Everyone's playlist has things from everything. Yeah. And so like, why as an artist would I want to just stick to one genre? It doesn't make sense.
0: Genre, even just that subject alone is like becoming just so irrelevant. Like, the, yeah. like um, And definitely younger kids don't think in terms of genre they, they don't even really know about it I don't think
1: you know that it's is... it's getting too hard to classify yeah <laughs> some, yeah some stuff like I, I I say my stuff is like indie rock but it doesn't really fit that either mm-hmm. I don't know I people ask me like oh yeah if they've never listened to me before like what do you sound like I'm like I don't really know mm-hmm. I all these like whenever I try and submit to playlists like uh, I've done those things before and like name artists you sound like I, I have to ask people, i like, yo, who do I <laughs> who <What>? sound like? Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't listen to, like, I don't know. I don't think I sound like anybody else. Um, and there's an, even artists that I like, I can't really pinpoint what they sound like. One of my favorite bands is right now is Bleachers. Who does Jack Antonoff, who does Bleachers sound like? He sounds like him. I don't know. Right? There's yeah. no one else he sounds like. It's true. Yeah. Though now that he's done, like, he produces things, so he did... Taylor Swift's new uh, album, Lover, which right. I was talking to you about. Yes. You can hear Bleacher's In Lover. Oh, okay. Which yeah. is very interesting. Yeah. So his influence is there, but who does he sound like? Not a genre. He sounds like Jack Antonoff. Who do I sound like? I guess I sound like Gavin Sutton. There you go. That's, that's a great way to put it, man. Um, yeah, just yeah be a like just be
0: yeah be yeah. you your your genre <laughs> is you <laughs> which i'm okay with yeah and it's also obviously a culmination of like your, all your past influences and mm. all the music you grew up on you can never get away from that So, funny we're talking about the <laughs> yeah. pop punk thing and we, we both grew up on that and yes um and how it's like we're we're hearing it in new country music where it's like these these guys yes. that are coming up are definitely we're all growing up with punk pop punk and it's it's making
1: its way into the country music thing I mean, exactly yeah. yeah yeah i don't know how to describe it we we're trying to classify it before We're like how does this country sound like pop punk cuz it does i don't know how to describe it but it does it's just it, there's an influence there that yeah. it's made its way through and it's and it's great i love it like it's yeah, yeah. i uh, i'm really into it I, I've always tried to distance myself from my pop punk roots for some reason. Not that I'm embarrassed by it, but I'm like, I just don't want people to listen to me and be like, that's a pop punk song. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But no matter what I do, people always will be like, oh, he's, it's there. It's in me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we we were talking about how that's like, you have a sound and you need to really embrace it and like really Mm -hmm. just kind of be like, you know, this is, this is. What I say and and but also at the same time try to grow and try and evolve at the same time and try and innovate or evolve you know totally. evolve and all that stuff but you know you, your sound is your sound is mm-hmm. your sound the and sound it's, and it's sound. yeah and you should you know own it and and be proud of it even to an extent and uh, you know just just run with it yeah
1: which is funny there's a I don't know if you remember The Heights had a song called The Sound which right. is about pop punk music right yeah. Uh, which was probably the least pop punk sounding song we had. I don't know. I don't know how that worked because I wanted it to be very pop punk. Uh, <laughs> it, was it was like this weird piano song. I don't know.
0: Right. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. But the rest of them, you were trying not to be pop punk, and the then it of just pop.
1: turned into it anyways. So funny. Yeah.
0: Well, um, so lonely walks. Then let's. Uh, well, let's talk about like the writing then. So you wrote it solo. Like you wrote that song yes. while you were in uh, London when you were
1: off at school. Is that where you? No. Over there there, no. Or? No. Um. That was a, a newer class of song. Oh, right. right. Um, I had been back probably like two years so uh, after I wrote Lonely Walks. And I, I, I wish I could remember how it all came together. But what I can tell you is my usual process of, of how songs usually come together and how I think it did. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I do remember when I wrote the line, uh, Lonely Walks have the best soundtracks because I was walking home from somewhere through Trinity Bellwood Park in, uh, in Toronto. And I was just alone and I had my headphones in and I was just like, it was dark and you know the streetlights were on. Um, I was completely alone in this park walking through them. And I was like, man, this is, I, I, it was lovely. It was just like, I was listening to my favorite songs and I was like, man, Lonely Walks have the best soundtracks. I'm like, I should write that down. <laughs> so I do have a, in my, iPhone, I have my notes thing. I have a, a lyrics page where I just write down lines that I think of. And then usually I'm at home. I always just have an acoustic guitar in my lap and I'm always just playing around. And then I think that's just how the riff came up. It's like the riff that goes through the entire song. Uh, and then when I get a riff, I'm like, this sounds sick. I can work with this. And then I go through my list of lyrics and I'll choose something. So, like, Lonely Walks have the best soundtrack. I'm like, okay that sounds cool. Like, how can I relate this to something? And then I'll compile, I'll either write a song from a single line or I'll have a bunch of lines that, you know, all relate to a certain subject or, you know, a certain person or something like a a certain time in my life that all connect. And I'm like, okay, I can make a cohesive thought out of this.
0: Yeah. That line, lonely walks have the best soundtracks. Just listening to the song, like you just, I don't know, you get that. You just told the story of like how the, you got the idea, but like mm-hmm. you, you get that sense that when you hear, when you hear the song, like there's the way the, the, the way the guitar is played and everything and just the melody, yeah, puts you in that place, like walking at, for some reason at
1: nighttime. You even, feel that. Even the beat of the song is a very, like you can step to that beat. Yeah. Like it's I, a very walkable beat. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. 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 No, it just,
0: it, you paint the picture definitely, right I think just, just with the guitar and just the vibe. And like it's, it just feels like a quiet nighttime kind of thing. Headphones yeah.
1: on. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Uh, that song is definitely meant to be listened to, you know, by yourself when it's dark and you close your eyes and just listen to that song. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, let's listen to the uh, original demo that you had done. Sure, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> check it out. Yeah. It's, a, it's actually, it's a good, well recorded demo. Yeah. It's, it's much better than most demos I get. Yeah. Oh, for right, sure. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, I, I, to me, I love the rough, like even just, the crappy phone demos, I—they're great. Yeah, yeah. It actually yeah.
1: sounds much better than I had thought it was going to be. I yeah. was really nervous, but yeah, uh, yeah. That's not bad. Well, let's play it now. Check yeah. it out, and then we'll talk about it, and we'll listen
0: to the the final version. Sure. All right, here we go.
2: Who the hell are you these days? People need a good hug If you want them to look your way That's why I breathe in to breathe out And I stood tall when you were on the lookout Lonely Walks of the best soundtracks The thoughts don't follow if I walk real fast And then I hear when it hurts and you know it's the right thing, you're goddamn right I can still feel that sting And I'm not saying this is love I'm just saying that I haven't had enough Life wouldn't have it known, not just yet So we tore us apart, now I left to dream about everything We could have been Got my lonely nights and I lose track Kind of like sheep under saw with this inside, with in inside, said a goodbye. Cause you're still on my mind. I'm not saying this is love, I'm just saying, I haven't had enough. But life wouldn't have been, no, not just yet apart. Now we left to dream about everything. We could have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could love me too Start to feel better Like life's on track Just one word I'm brought right back To those summer nights In my bed Should've been asleep you shared dreams instead I'm not safe this is love. Just saying that I haven't had enough. But well, life wouldn't have it, no, not just yet. So towards us apart, and I was stuck to dream about everything. We could have been.
0: That was Lonely Walks, the, the original demo. So did you record, did you um, do that uh, right after you finished uh, writing it or was it like a little while after? Um,
1: usually I kind of get a rough music thing going, if that makes sense. Most, I think that song came together really well and really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like normally I will send you demos that have a, just a verse and a chorus mm-hmm. and that will be the full demo and I'll, I'll have an idea for the second verse if not like all the lyrics written but musically I'll just be like I'll come in we'll figure it out together yeah <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah there's a
0: lot of times when you go to do vocals you're like you're, you're right finishing up a couple lines yeah and lyrics for the I'll change verse. things
1: around and uh, yeah. add things and I, I ask you your opinion on what, what works best and what doesn't
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and then this song I think is just one that came together it's a really easily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess there is something about like, if you're feeling it, even just the emotions that song, like even just listening to that, like, man, I sound very sincere. And I, I I, I sound stupid saying that, but like, I'm like, it's a different person. It was a different me two or three years ago when I wrote that. And I'm like, oh man, that poor boy, like sounds really hurt and, uh, (laughs) like a poor little hurt Injured animal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, there are p- times where, like that Jake and Amir song, where I wrote it in like 15 minutes. I think this is one of those songs that just came together very easily for me because I was just in that headspace where I was like, "This is what I'm feeling. I have to get this out." Um, so normally my my process for that, at least demoing is I'll I'll play it by myself. I won't do it recorded, and I'll figure out a basic thing, and then I record the guitar. And then I figure out the vocals more in tune uh, and be like, okay, I want this here, this, 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 and then it will usually change again. So I have to re-record the whole thing. Right. Um, So that'll probably have been like the second or third recording of,
0: of it. Yeah. That's why I asked because just hearing that now, it, it sounds like you said, sincere, like you, it, the idea was <clears throat> like still so fresh yes. and the feeling of it was still so new because there, there's something about, there's something to that when you just come up with a new idea and there is this like newness, but also this, like you're, you're so the, the emotion of it is so like current. Yeah. Like you're, it's something you're living like, you know, right now. So it's, um, when you, when you're able to like sing it, it's it, when you, when time passes, like a couple of weeks go by and you're like, well, what was I even thinking? Yeah. About,
1: like what was that? Where was I at? Like, yeah. it's interesting. It can work both ways where a song like this, I'm, when I wrote it, I was in it, I was in the situation. So it was fresh and I could feel it and it's very emotive. And I think it, it comes through. And then there's songs like one of my favorite songs I've written, the wild, and like that thing took like five years to perfect That's right, yeah. and to make the way I wanted it to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no like rhyme or reason behind it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work, but for lonely walks, it was, yeah, this is what I'm feeling right now. I need to get this out. Um, yeah, And it, and yeah, people connected <laughs> yeah, with it. And it connected with it, yeah. yeah. What
0: is it that, uh, I think it was like Tom Petty said that uh, recording a song is like capturing lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And it's, you know, <laughs> and not that this song is like lightning and that it's high en- energy or something mm. like that, but it's, there's just, there's that moment of, of what, what do you, whatever you want to call it, magic or just realness or, and, and just the emotion is just there in the present moment and you just get it, you get it on, you know, in, this case in Pro Tools, not on tape, but like <laughs> yeah. you just grab it and you're like, and it just becomes this, um, stamp in time where it's like, that's, that's where I was at, at this moment in, in my life. Exactly. And, yeah. 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 And then those songs tend to connect with an audience and how big that audience is, is kind of irrelevant. It just connects. Uh, with yeah. People.
1: yeah. No matter everyone that's ever listened to any of my songs, they always say Lonely Monks is their favorite. And it's always like, well, maybe not everyone now. Some people say different things because I've released like ten songs since. So, but mm-hmm. um, the people that don't often listen to my music, and will just listen to a few things, always pick up "Lonely Walks" as right. as the tune they like. It's like the one that off the bat everyone seems to enjoy. Something to it for sure. There is definitely yeah something to it, <laughs> yeah. and
0: and it makes you it makes you one like think when you're approaching your next song, when you're writing or when you're recording your next song. Um, you almost want to repeat it in a way and it, like you yes. you know it's like okay so I did this folk song a lot of people grabbed onto it maybe I should do more of that like you said earlier you started thinking maybe I should just as people expected me so
1: and there's still part of me like I want to go more in that direction now but I'm again I'm like two years removed from it and now I'm thinking about going back that direction right Um. but even then so every time I, I usually come to Adams for the listener uh, <laughs> Uh I usually record two songs at once and it's always like almost like a pair. And so when I wrote Lonely Walks, I had also written a TV show. And so we recorded those two at the same time. And I remember thinking like, oh, a TV show is going to do really well. And I didn't, th- I don't know why I didn't think Lonely Walks is going to do well. And then obviously Lonely Walks blew up. And it tem- seems to happen every single time I come As is I'll bring two songs to record. We record them and I always... I would bet on the wrong horse every single time. <laughs> <laughs> We've been wrong every time, every yeah, single time. Every time. Um, yeah, a pleasant surprise.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice to like just l- look at it and go, like, who knows? Like, you <laughs> know, we have these. Like, we like the songs, and uh, who knows what's going to happen with them yeah. and if people are going to like them or not. It's, it's, it's a gamble. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Set. You think you know, but I've even heard. Uh, like Timbaland say, like he's, and he's made, he's produced a lot of hits, but he says, he's like, I have no idea. Just, <laughs> yeah. Got, but back in his, er, in his earlier in his career, he, he thought he knew and he would make predictions and then it never, they never happened.
1: The yeah, song, you you, know, you so. can't predict it. Yeah. Some people just, it is a, it's a timing thing. It's mm-hmm. a big timing thing.
0: Timing. So let's talk timing then. So yes. do you, do you remember what time of the year
1: this track came out? And then I do. Yeah. Uh, so I was going through a weird quarter life crisis at the time. Um, I had wrote, recorded this song. Well, the file uh, we were looking at said February. I, I guess I recorded it in February. I don't know when we recorded it together. Um, but shortly after I recorded it, I had recorded that TV show, The Wild and Might Be. I recorded a few songs. And then I got this job opportunity to move to Iqaluit.
0: So Iqaluit is like way up in the northern territories of Canada. Um, yeah, way, way up there.
1: Very cold. <laughs> Um, and that would have been in June of twenty what year is it now? 2018. And, uh, almost so, yeah, twenty eighteen. yeah So it was twenty eighteen when I moved to Calowit in June. So my best friend, one of my best friends lives up there. Uh and he was like, Yeah, man, I can get you a job for the government. Uh, my old job, you'll make a lot of money. And at the time I was like, I felt stuck. Um, like I do I wasn't I was kind of like the job I didn't love. Wasn't making any money. I didn't really have any future prospects. Music, I loved making music, but it wasn't really going anywhere. Um, and like, I can make music from anywhere really. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a contract for a few months and I was like, okay, uh, I'll move to a Iqaluit. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? So <laughs> I moved to a Um and then I released this song while I was in a Um It was July. I think it was like the... I usually release my songs the last week of, uh, of the month on a Friday. Right. So it would have been whatever the Friday was, the last Friday of July of 2018. Yeah. Because um, I had the idea of releasing a single a month for the entirety of the back end of the year, July to December. Um, and so when I released it, it was very good timing because Spotify had just announced uh, a month earlier, we're opening... Uh, a thing where you can submit songs for our playlist supervisors or whatever to listen to and put on playlists so like cool that's good timing i'll, I'll send lonely Ox in and see what happens and then it turns out it got on to some giant playlists uh one called folk and friends which had like you know i don't know five hundred thousand listeners or something big one yeah yeah and even though it wasn't it wasn't at the top of the playlist or anything. It was like at the very bottom of like 70 or 80 songs or something. I was like, Oh, this is really cool. Like I'm getting more listens than I've ever gotten before. And then all of a sudden it started working its way up the playlist (laughs) and it was on there for months and months. And then I was getting like thousands of plays a day. Um, And then I would get, it would get added to more and more playlists. It was just nuts. And then, it got added to like one called folk favorites which I'm still on somehow like mm. a year and a half later. Um yeah, the song just has this a life of its own that it just it hasn't died and it shows no signs of really slowing down. Yeah, that's that's
0: incredible. Um and it's and like ti- just timing, right? Like just mm-hmm. I mean it's a good it's a great song like that we, we talked about this. like it's a, it's a great song but then ti- timing is just such a big part of it a lot of it we just can't even plan for mm-hmm. like just who would have thought that like this playlisting starts happening at spotify and you're like oh i'll give it a shot <laughs> like yeah. you know otherwise you know what would have what would have happened with it like it just would have gone up on uh, on spotify, on spotify just,
1: no one would have really like a few people would have heard it but yeah who knows? it's always about yeah the right person at the right time hears it and they're like i connect with this um since then, like I've I've tried the the Spotify thing and it's worked for a few of my songs where more songs get added and yep. but none of them have blown up so much as Lonely Walks has. Um and it seems to really yeah, connect with people.
0: Well let's check out the um the finished track then and you'll yeah. so we'll hear how it sounded after it got recorded here at the studio. Sure. <laughs>
2: open book but who the hell reads these days people need a good hug if you want them to look your way and that's why I breathed in what you breathed out and I stood tall when you were on the lookout Lonely walks have the best soundtracks The thoughts don't follow if I walk real fast And then I hear when it it hurts You know it's the right thing, you're goddamn right I can still feel that sting And I'm not saying this is love I'm just saying that I haven't enough But life wouldn't have it No, not just yet So it tore us apart And now i are stuck to dream about everything We could have been Count my lonely nights And I lose track. And I'm like sheep in the somnia. But distance and time, distance and time. We said our goodbyes, but you never left my mind. And I'm not saying this is love, I'm just saying that I haven't had enough. But life wouldn't have it, no, not just yet So we tore us apart and now we're stuck to dream about everything Could have been And all we, oh we Could have been something Start to feel better like life's on track But just one word and I'm brought right back To those summer nights in my bed Should have been asleep but we share our dreams instead And I'm not saying this is love I'm just saying that I haven't Yet, so it's upon. Now I'm stuck to dream about everything. Could have been,
1: and there it is Lonely Walks. <laughs> it's funny that I released it in July because it's such a fall song to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you, you equate it to fall. I do, yeah. Because I definitely, I wrote it in the fall. It's a song about like a summer romance. Uh, you know, one of the, it's one of the great songs about summer romance. Summer Lovin' from Greece, uh, LFO's Summer Girls, and then this one, uh, the three summer love songs. Oh, yeah, oh, song. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, it's such a fall song. I, I can't, I'm, looking back, I probably would have, well, I, I guess it's a good thing I didn't release it in fall, but... <laughs> To me, it's such a fall tune. Yeah, the timing. Yeah, when
0: when you didn't release it, the timing was perfect. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. But yeah, it just definitely feels like a yeah fall time kind of thing. Um, I love that your like that a main acoustic part still from the original demo is exactly the way it got played in the end. And
1: yeah, yeah. it sounds beat for beat, line for line, mm-hmm. uh with like a few things tweaked that made it so much better. <laughs> just
0: the couple, there's like very little though. Like it yeah. really was just like we just. Uh, there was dr- like a fairly muted drum part got added. Little yes. Kind of
1: brushy shuffly thing. And then Which um, adds a lot. Especially that um when we're listening to the build up at the end, I I love so much the right. way it builds up to that last chorus. Yeah.
0: Builds up but then doesn't explode. Doesn't explode. It just, it just yeah. it's like a gentle build up to Yeah, like mm. and how the, the track just kind of gradually kind of builds as it goes along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. I feel like with um, yeah, these kinds of songs that's just the way you got to tackle them, it's just they just, they need to progressively build as, as the story goes along and as it develops, the instrumentation kind of builds. Like there was the, the piano, very simple piano that we put in. And, yes, yeah, you played that. Thank you. I didn't, I thought, I couldn't remember it. <laughs> and yeah. That, and even the, there was a second acoustic part that you played along that is just complementary to your main yeah, acoustic, yeah, I remember we played the
1: lead on your, is this a jumbo? Gibson jumbo. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the Gibson. Yeah, uh, and then we played uh, a a complementary part, which is almost the exact same, but without like the little, I don't know. It's just a simplified version of what I would play, and then I played that on my Taylor. Uh, but they work really well together, and they kind of bounce off each other in a in a really nice way. They do.
0: Yeah, they don't. They, that second part doesn't distract from the original, the no. main part at all. To me, it it just it just it helps it also helps kind of give you a bit of a spread on the acoustic so like meaning like a stereo like left and right so it mm-hmm. sounds a little wider and and uh, which isn't like it's not typical of folk to it's usually things that are a little more mono yes with folk tracks but uh we wanted it's it's definitely more of like a polished not so lo-fi like folk song it's it's a little more like kind of polished downy, i guess yeah i yeah. agree over the like a folk vibe but yeah and then there's um very light electric uh guitar yes, kind I'd- of
1: comes in during the chorus and the bridge there yeah uh and it's just very simplistic Scary. two notes three notes going back and forth um it's how I, I think about it almost like a lullaby in a weird way it's just like i don't know it's so simplistic and, and lovely that yeah i think it adds a lot to it
0: it's just quiet nighttime,
1: <laughs> like all right yeah. like just yeah it just it's time to like wind down do you remember anything from like the recording process I, one thing that steps uh, out to me was when we were doing the bridge and how to do the drums for the bridge, and oh. you changed just like the, the not the volume but the intensity of one of the hits, and you just that's all you did, and it right. just changed it so much. And it, yes, I do. I,
0: now you mentioned, I do remember that now. Yeah, yeah. And just the the way the rhythm changed on the drums there mm-hmm. felt like um, it was time for a shift in the in the rhythm at that point in the bridge to kind of make give the bridge some a different dynamic yeah and it works
1: so well and i i when i was trying to get a live band together um my i remember my my friend sean he was playing drums was like this is like a weird like transition (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is it is
0: definitely hot yeah yeah
1: yeah but it works really well yeah i think it works great but yeah it's just a funny thing to like to get into i don't know to go from that straight shuffle to
0: like it has like a hesitation in it. Yeah. It? It's, yeah, like a, yeah. It's, like a, it's like you're hesitating on that <laughs> accent. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the, the accent gives you like that feeling. Yeah. But that's, I, I would have never thought of to do something like that. Yeah. And so it's so great to come in here and you add these little touches that I'm just like this, those types of things to me make songs. It's like the little things that you don't expect that you can always look forward to hearing again. Right. Mm-hmm. that and that's that's 100% why I like working
0: with other people too because they, they just yeah they do
1: things you just would
0: never think of it, yes yeah like I mean I would never wrote lonely walk so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need you to yeah be bringing those ideas ah, to the no. table and uh, yeah so yeah it's like a very relatable song I think everyone's had like a summer romance that you know like uh oh, I'm not saying this is love but I'm man I wish I could keep going yeah, yeah, super vibey and, uh, yeah, just so, man, turned out great. So happy with the way it turned out. Me too. Yeah. I'm very stoked on it and people, yeah, seemed to really enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> there was
0: a cool story that, uh, that kind of, um, when yes. you were up in the callet there um, mm. and it was kind of doing its thing online and, and growing,
1: um, someone had... Uh, yeah, my friend Karthik, uh, who's also a musician, you should check him out, Is under Karthik, <laughs> Um <laughs> He was at the Scarborough Town Center, which is a, a mall in in Scarborough, uh, and it, he was just in some random store, and it just came on. Lonely walks came on, so he started recording it on his phone and sent me a video. <laughs> I was like, "This is crazy! <laughs> like, I used to come to this mall as a kid, and then I'm just getting now played at the mall. That's <laughs> that's such a funny thing. It's
0: it's it's so it's special, man, for sure. Yeah, that's 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 something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah.
1: it's a weird full circle ish." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to have your yeah to
0: have your music just kind of make its way in the world, like it like you know it, there's so many there's so many different places your music can show up or not show up mm-hmm. like, and for to just uh, yeah to pop up in
1: places where you grew up. It's it's funny when it doesn't often happen. It happened in the heights a few times, but like lonely walks is one of those things where if I look up lonely walks, you know some people use it as like a, a caption in their Instagram photos, or people have made. There's other videos on YouTube that are not mine. That is a lyric video for Lonely Walks. I'm like, this is so weird. <laughs> like why? <laughs> yeah. I have a lyric video up. Why would you bother But I guess you just like the song that you want to do it, I guess.
0: That says a lot. That, that, that obviously
1: says it meant a lot to yeah. um, the listener that they wanted to create something around it. It's funny being, I, I was a, a guitar player first, singer second. And so a song like Lonely Walks, so I don't play live. And if I did, Lonely Box would be so hard <laughs> to play live. <laughs> right. uh, I was trying to for a while uh, to get a band together. And like doing that riff live is just so, so difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very complex in a very simple way. Right. Um, but yeah, so the reason I don't play live is because I've, I've had like a cough since I was 14. Would you know about? Yeah. Um, but it's, my throat is just really screwed up where even when I was singing full-time for the Heights, I would have to like chug honey before every show. So it would coat my throat. Right. And even then, like halfway through the set, I might have to turn to my, my bass player at the time, Colin, and be like, hey man, can you like just start singing more? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think like, I can handle this. Wow. Um, But I'm figuring it out. Doctors have no idea. Uh, but I just did it like an elimination diet and I was reintroducing stuff and now I'm starting to cough more. Mm. So I'm like, okay, okay. now I, I, I'm, I think it might be, dairy or dairy or gluten interesting like, yeah yeah that's causing like some sort of small reaction mm. that's causing like i don't know more phlegm and I don't, I don't know but
0: yeah as long as i've known you you've had that issue and you've been really i got to say really proactive in trying to like actually <laughs> figure it out proactive. like you've done it. You, like you'll come for a session and be
1: like i'm i'm doing keto now cuz yeah. like i think
0: that's going to help and then you're yeah. yeah you're all, I'm fasting or i'm like drugs
1: yeah. and <laughs> puffers and stuff um but yeah. so now i'm like okay hopefully if I figure it out and if it's actually a diet thing where I just have to cut gluten or to cut dairy and I can actually start singing again fully without worrying about my voice cutting out. Cause like I won't book a show because I'm like, what if that day my voice just doesn't work? Right. It'll just be awful. Yeah. Um, Cause I've been in those experiences and it was just terrible. Uh, so I'm hoping to figure it out. And then like in the new year, that's why I kind of want to start getting more into acoustic music. Cause then I don't have to worry about a band uh, and I can just go play solo shows around the city, and yeah, maybe two around or something. It's a little more freeing, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can't. I can't imagine what that would be like to have this thing that like just it would just elevate <coughs> you. It would just kind of give you a level of anxiety when you're like, oh, how, how am I gonna? How's my throat gonna be today? If am I gonna be coughing a bunch or it's just like, yeah. like just yeah, you just are on edge. I guess like about yeah.
1: it, it affects a, a lot, and that's why even when I come here. You know, like I'm always just drinking a tea. I always have a tea. I'm always just hydrating. I yeah. used to, when I was recording with the Heights, bring like a neti pot. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to clear out my nasal passage so I can like, I wouldn't be coughing so much. Um, so yeah, hopefully I figure that out. And then maybe my singing will just vastly improve. <laughs> but until then, my guitar playing, I have I, always been something like, I don't know, I just like making weird, complicated riffs. So then now when I start to play live, it's going to be like, oh, how am I going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull this off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Your, your guitar playing has always been super integral to like your songwriting. Mm-hmm. There's always, it seems to me that your um, songs are kind of based off of a riff and then you kind of,
1: yeah. And in you, large part. Yeah. 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 Sometimes like I'll have a melody, a vocal melody in my head that'll just stick and I'll, and then I'll make a guitar around it. Right. Um, like I'm working songs now that are that, um, but most of the time it's, it's usually guitar first and I'm like, this is cool. And then, yeah, I put the lyrics on top. Um, yeah. And expand from there.
0: Yeah. Another thing I wanted to note too, is that, uh, Gav also, um, quite often when we're doing, um, songs and he's doing his vocals is, we mentioned earlier is tweaking lyrics and melodies and going over things even at that point. And, um, And it has always worked out really well because Mm -hmm. there is something about when it's crunch time and you're like doing, you're cutting the actual vocal and then you have a clarity about what sounds good in that moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm a writer, so I don't know if you've heard the term kill your darlings. No, I haven't. No. It's like if you, things that like writers or anyone in general creative people that they're so in love with, that they want to hold on to deeply is usually only special to them and important to them and might not, you might not get it or appreciate it at all. And it's just not something that doesn't add. It just kill them off. Right. And yeah. I, songwriters everywhere shouldn't be afraid to, to just let go and let someone else be like, this isn't good and change this or mm-hmm. tweak this. Um, don't be in love with anything because you'll be better for it afterwards when you can be in love with the full song. That's- yeah.
0: So well put man that's and that's a great way to end this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a great
1: that's a great way. So um tell everyone where they can find you online. Uh it's Tennyson Wolf everywhere. Uh it's two words. Um how do you spell T E N N Y S O N Tennyson Wolf W O L F. Um that's on Instagram too, Twitter if you want, it's just Gavin Sutton. Uh and that's it. Right on check him out on uh, Spotify iTunes. Yeah, by the time this comes out, I will have my la- the last two years, so including Lonely Walks up to my l- most recent tune this side of midnight I'm making like a almost like it's not an album but like a playlist okay uh, which I'm calling eighteen nineteen uh after the two years <laughs> so <Sounds laughs> nice. Uh, and you if you listen to this side of midnight you'll understand more um, but yeah so that's like that'll be up and you can just listen to the last two years uh, of my life and it's a uh, it's a lovely little journey
0: it is it's really cool especially the, the you tied it up really nice with the little last song The Side of Midnight yeah. it kind of incorporates
1: all the songs Lonely Walks makes an appearance in there the riff and lyrically uh, yes. so if you like Lonely Walks listen to The Side of Midnight because you'll you'll get a kick out of it
0: right on man well thanks for doing this thank you for having me So that was my conversation with Gavin Sutton, also known as Tennyson and Wolf. And, uh, and I just, as always, want to point out some highlights from our conversation. And there was a bunch in that one, so I've narrowed it down to just a, a couple here that I'll talk about. And um, one of the things I love that he said was um, that we were talking about genre and how genre is becoming more and more um, irrelevant as, uh, as time passes. And... Uh, especially as the younger generations coming up aren't aware of genre and they just don't care about it and they're listening to everything Um, and a lot of genres of music are mashing together and mixing up and it's hard to tell what a lot of things even are called these days so so when you're making your music and you're writing and you're producing and you're recording, uh, just don't think about genre, just forget about it, Uh, make the music that you like and whatever that means, whatever it ends up getting mixed up and whatever. If you're if you're doing a rap track and you put an electric guitar in it and, and a rock guitar, like just anything goes. So just uh, let go of genre. And we said in this in our conversation that your genre is you. Just that's your genre. Stick with that, and uh, you can't go wrong. And another thing that I thought was great that uh, the Gav had said was um, that he's always made music that he likes, but he always felt like he should be doing something kind of different or something else that uh, people would possibly like more. And um, that was just always kind of nagging at him when he was creating. And that, you know, is a hindrance for sure. That can really mess you up. So, um, and with his uh, solo project, Tennyson Wolf, uh, like he said, he didn't plan for it to blow up. Um, He just wanted to make music that he was vibing with at the time. So if it was folk, like when he did Lonely Walks he was really feeling that music or that style of music um that's what he went with and uh did Lonely Walks and then um uh, did really well for him so I love that he he pointed that out and one of the last things I wanted to point out was um, how we've Gavin, and I have always tried to predict uh how his songs were gonna do or if you know people were how much people were gonna love the current the song that we are working on currently and uh And so far, we've never been right. And Lonely Walks wasn't one that, uh, I mean, obviously, we loved it and we, you know, it was, we were very proud of it when we finished, but uh, didn't think that it would uh, do what it's done. So, um, and that's always, uh, it's a nice thing to just not know. Just make the music and you have no idea how it's gonna get received or who it's gonna connect with and how big that audience is gonna be. It's gonna connect with someone, uh, but you can never predict how big that audience is gonna be. So let go of that. And if you're making your music, just, you know, again, it's all about just making stuff you're proud of and that you can stand behind and that you like yourself. So never forget that. Uh, All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, Thank you again so, so much for checking this out. And uh, I've been able to put out an episode uh, every week for the last uh, four weeks. So um, I'm just hoping to keep, keep up with this so every friday morning at uh, 6 a.m a new episode will be out if you subscribe to the podcast you'll get a notification and um yeah so i'm just gonna keep i'm gonna keep cranking these out and i'm having a lot of fun with it and had a lot of great feedback and which is so appreciated so um until next time get out there and make some great music